Hey there, you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name's Matt Wakeling. Thank you so much for joining me. We're up to episode number 15. All right, this is a good one today. This is really interesting. Um, long-time listeners, or maybe you've dug back through you, you would know that Michael Dolce was our very first guest on the podcast. Fantastic guitar player. Has played on heaps of sessions, toured with heaps of big-name artists in Australia like uh, Delta Goodrum, uh, you know, amongst many, many others. He's been the house guitarist on The Voice Australia, the television show for the last five seasons. Um, plus a bunch of other TV stuff as well. Fantastic guitar player. Excellent bloke. Um, we got invited to, yeah, his masterclass, which he mentioned in in our original interview. So just to go to the, the masterclass was unreal. Man, I learned so much and, and came out of this so inspired. Um, the other great thing about the masterclass is that it took place in the showroom of Charles Cillia Guitars. Now, Charles builds fantastic guitars he, he builds the Michael Dolce model um, plus many many other models and um, man that was awesome for me Charles did I met him years ago just you know, really briefly but he did some um, did some repairs on one of my guitars very very routine and back then he was working out of his garage um, but even then he was just just churning out these fantastic guitars just works of art i tell you you got to check out his site um but for the last uh, for quite a while he's been working out of his own um workshop in his own uh, dedicated premises now so i was really excited for charles and really excited to see um to see his place as well which is just unreal so man between those two things it was, it was great so what you're going to hear today it's a, it's a little bit of a different kind of a format for us today um the show starts off um i i get to talk to some of the guys who are uh, sitting in on the clinic with me and, and we just talked about you know what the clinic was like you know just just a, a few minutes with each guy uh, what they got out of it and a little bit about their background there was even another guitar builder in the class uh, David so that was cool to talk with him then we have an interview with Charles and Michael which was really cool so the builder and the and the artist and um, that was cool. And these guys have got some um, got a big weekend up. The Melbourne Guitar Show is coming up this weekend, August 6th and 7th. Man, if you're in Melbourne, get to it. It looks like it's going to be unreal. So uh, Silly Guitars is there. Michael Dolce's down there. And Michael's running some masterclasses down there in Melbourne as well. So you'll find out a little bit more about that as the podcast goes on. So hey, sit back, enjoy, and uh, here we go. The Michael Dolce, Charles Cilia episode. Hey, by the way, you're going to hear some uh, some great guitar playing um, under under my first bunch of interviews. That's Michael Dolce from his album, Everything Till Now. Anyway, first up, here's David, who I met at the Masterclass. David, David Birch. Excellent. And how did you enjoy the clinic? Today? Oh, it was, it was excellent. It was really informative. Um, uh, I'd, I'd like to actually sit down with um, um, Michael and spend a bit more time one-on-one with him to, sure. to understand the lines completely. Like, I got a gist of what he was doing, but it was just difficult because, you know, he plays, oh, it's second nature to him to mm. play those lines. And, and I'm sure most players, when you get to that stage, you go, oh, everyone will pick that up, I think. But you just play it thinking, these guys just play it thinking, oh, everyone will be fine, you know, but I'd like to spend more time with him sure. and get an idea of what he's doing uh, on a sort of uh, much smaller scale. And 
understand his lines like I sort of understand it but not really like that's what I mean but other than that it's excellent he's the most approachable guy you know? absolutely yeah very inspiring yeah absolutely yeah. and how about you sound great you can jam along what, oh um, thank you <laughs> I grew up playing classical guitar on training I was trained as a classical guitar player for many years and then I started doing the whole rock thing because I was tired of doing all the reading of the dots on the page it gets, that's just gets a bit mundane you know and so, yeah, but I've always been to rock as a kid, and cool. I still love doing all that sort of stuff. And then I started playing all that sort of stuff, all the Satriani and Steve I, you know, like everyone does, you know, everyone goes to that cycle of stuff. And so, but at the same time, I was listening to Alan Holsworthy, he's like, his streets are way, way where I shouldn't have been listening to, yeah, I should have yeah. been listening to players that, that were different to him, you know, like I, I enjoyed it, but it was difficult listening to. So yeah, that's where I've come from, you know. So it's um, that, that that's the next my my journey is still, you know, I'm miles away from where I want to be. Like every other player, you know, you think oh, I'd really like to play like Michael. Like that's just phenomenal play, you know. Those lines, I think, heaven's sake, he's so melodic and yet so angular at the same time. It's just a combination of everything, and that's the phenomenal thing about what he does, you know. Like this guy. Go, oh, far out, that guy's incredibly decent, you know. <laughs> Over one chord, he can do so much. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, cool. Well, thanks, Dave. Yeah, my pleasure. Yeah, nice you. to meet you, too. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, right, take care. Yeah, you too. So I'm here with Brandon, also from the clinic. Now, is this your, this is your second? This is my se- second clinic, yeah. So you're a serious... Yeah, um, I, I got so much out of the first one, I wanted to um, come back and pick his brain a little, a little more, try and get... You know, a couple more ideas. Um, uh, I've, I've started experimenting now with the hybrid picking technique. Uh-huh. Um, I've, you know, sort of over the years come to realise that my picking technique is pretty atrocious. Um, so I've sort of I'm experimenting with you know Legato and this hybrid picking thing, and, and I seem to have sort of taken to it quite quickly. Um, so I, yeah, when, when I saw he was doing another clinic, I thought, uh, here's my chance to sort of pick his brain a bit. And it was great. It was a great clinic again. So did you find something different the second time round, or is it cement? Yeah, it, yeah. I sort of got a little bit of a clearer picture of how um, he approaches certain lines, and um, you know, his, his, his like like Dave said, he's you know he's, uh, you know angular yet yet very melodic at the same time, and and so now um, you know being able to sit up a little bit closer this clinic, uh, I could you know sort of see how his hands are working, how's how his right, uh, his you know picking hand and his the legato patterns and the sequences that he was using. Um, so yeah, so now I just go home and I, I woodshed now for the next yeah. <laughs> for the next month trying to you know trying to put into practice some of these things. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome being so close to such a, a great player and just seeing yeah. right up front what's going on there. It is, and and I think one of the things like, that I got out of it was um, you know the focus on phrasing. You know, it's not just speed for the sake of speed. There's, you know, there's you know, specific focus on on time subdivision, uh, and I think that that's something I'm going to sort of incorporate into my practice. Um, I mean, I'm doing it now, but uh, you know, definitely trying to you know sort of master that rather than speed for speed's sake. Uh, but you know, it, like you said, finding that pocket and, and and just and keeping those lines you know evenly distributed amongst across the time. So yeah, cool. um, yeah so I, I think. Uh, you know, got a long way to go, but I, I really love the way he plays, and um, you know, uh, I think he under, or maybe he doesn't, but uh, yeah, you know, like he was talking about Brett sort of mm. being understated. I, I think he is too. I don't think he understands sort of, you know, 
his contribution as a player to you know guitarists, up and coming guitarists. I think he's, you know, he's, he's a fabulous player and just so musical. So yeah, there's a lot to be gained from him. Yeah, awesome, cool. Thanks, Brad. That's brilliant, mate. My pleasure. I'm here with Warren. We've got a mutual friend, Warren Scott. He's a great drummer. Absolutely. Don't tell him that though. <laughs> so how do you know? How do you know Warren? Um, we actually attend the same church, so oh, cool. and we've also done some recording together and played together. And excellent, yeah, great, yeah. great. So is that Guy Mayer Bass? Yes, it certainly is. There's heaps of the musicians out there. There are indeed, and so um, that's how I come to know, um, met sorry Warren, and um, come to get to know him, and yeah, played out with him and that sort of thing. Done some done an album together, and Brilliant. yeah, done a few things together. That's great. And how did you enjoy the clinic tonight? Oh, fantastic. Uh, I know uh, I met Dolch many, many moons ago in another lifetime. Okay. Um, but no, it, it was it was just great to be able to sort of, um, exp- uh, I guess, get some techniques on how to expand, um, how to expand getting out of sort of a rut. Yeah. And um, some of those legato phrasing techniques and, and just sort of extending the... the I guess the theory side to make it a little bit more simpler uh, yeah. for an average show rather than it being sort of which is where I get lost in is um, oh my god what am I doing now yeah. and trying to remember the the, the the technicalities of it rather than just going oh wait a minute that actually sounds pretty good I'll just I'm happy with that and move on from there yeah definitely yeah I love that too I, I thought oh, I could actually I could do that I could go home and work on that yeah that's it that, that was it even the, the triad phrasing I was talking about and the creating the the motifs I hadn't actually it's something that I do naturally as my playing but I didn't actually sort of realize I was doing it until he was talking about oh this is this is what anchors are playing and sort of lifts up lifts it up a little bit and gives you something to grab onto is that that those concepts is what I sort of those everyday Joe type things are like fantastic awesome yeah and he's a nice guy so he's a great guy he's a great guy excellent thank you Warren no thanks Matt cheers mate good to meet you likewise thanks mate um Yes, see you around. Might see you around. We'll sometime. <laughs> oh, you definitely will. I'm here with David. David. Mohorketh. Mohorketh. Who, um, how long have you known Michael Dolce for? Well, I met Michael Dolce like two years ago. This is actually my very third time. Third time that I come to see at his masterclass. Good wow. stuff, you know. Really, really good stuff. And uh, I just love her. Uh, love to come and uh, see him because no matter how many times you get to come you will find out that there's something that you didn't see last time uh-huh. and there's something to take home yes yeah. that's cool really really cool and such a cool guy like really 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 cool guy fantastic player but uh, the most important thing for me that he's such a such a cool guy. You cannot be a good player if you cannot be a good human being, if you know what I mean. Uh-huh, uh-huh, cool. So, um, are there a couple of things in his playing that, you, that influenced you or that you picked up and run with? Well, I haven't played for, for quite a bit, you know, and uh, him and I have the same kind of uh, thing going on. He's heavily influenced by Brett Gasset, and Brett Gasset is my my number one, mm-hmm. along with Horsworth as well, yeah. and it, it's just his, I, I, I like his uh, percussive approach to the instrument, which is completely different to mine, and yeah, that, that's cool, that's really cool. There's some, some things that he does that uh, I find really, really interesting, I just, I strive not to 
try an emulator, take it from player A from or player B because you know I we are in this in this field out there and I'm just trying to find my own voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, nice. And you bought your own guitar that you built. Tell me about that guitar. Ah, yeah. Thank you so much. Look, I, I make my own guitars, right? I make my own guitars. I am developing a, a line of headless instruments. I just made out of... Uh, it's just made out of necessity, you know, because um, I have some back issues. My guitar is very small. Uh, I, there's a lot of features in, in my instrument that I cannot find in commercial guitars. You know? That's basically what... Uh, what I do I, I try to find stuff that's missing on commercially available guitars and and adapt those things to, to my own thing because you know the guitar is just a tool right it has to work it has to work the way you need it to work for you and if it doesn't work then we have a problem you know we have a problem yeah, cool. So, like I said, it's a headless, got a smallish body. Yeah, it's a headless guitar. Um, it's very, very small, um, ergonomic uh, body. It's only 2.7 kilos, wow. which is very, very light. Again, it accommodates to me very, very nicely because of my back issues and stuff. And uh, one of my, my theories behind... Uh, guitar making and guitar playing you know guitar playing we, we all love to play guitar and we want to play guitar for hours and hours and hours straight you know uh, because of that we need instruments tools that allow us to do that you know to achieve that I mean for example if you play one of these uh, really old designs like like for example a Les Paul right heavy guitars heavy guitars on your back and uh, I mean, unless you're a bodybuilder, you cannot stand up for three hours with a less pull on your back doing like a three-hour gig because, I mean, you, you're going to cut yourself, you know. And, uh, yeah, with with my designs and uh, I'm striving for lightweight uh, uh, tools, guitars that are easy to play and uh, keeps you playing longer. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to achieve. And you've um, just taken your first order to build one? Yeah, I actually was visited by, by a friend on Friday and he placed the very first one uh, order. Yeah, I'm very, very happy about it. I'm here with Brendan, who is this uh, your second Michael Dolce? Yes, second second class. Second class, yeah, yeah cool. And uh, what have you got now of, of the two classes? Um, I guess just a different idea of the fretboard and knowledge of the fretboard. Um, Michael's legato technique, his clean clean sound, like such a beautiful clean sound. His uh, his sense of melody, which we tend to forget about shredders and sure. the rock guys yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, just the way he simplifies things make pick little simple arpeggios and work on ideas yeah. awesome man yeah. very cool and what, what sort of stuff are you into uh, besides all oh, lots of different I've followed guitar for a long time now I'm 
I was all into the 80s rock, the Van Halen and yeah. stuff like that for years. A lot of Australian guitar, Tommy Manuel. Mm-hmm. Um, late, of, of later time, I got into Australian guitarists like Pete Northcote, Michael Dolshow, of course. Yeah. Jim Kelly, I've been to his masterclass, which oh, was fantastic. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, as far as overseas players, there's Richie Cotson and players like that. Um, yeah, all the, all the favourites, you know, everyone knows. Yeah. Awesome. And we were talking earlier, you were saying you are going down to Melbourne for the Melbourne Guitar Show. That's right, yeah. Yeah, escaping for the weekend and get the get to check out all the instruments and the gear, and which is something I don't, don't get to do usually, so it'll be really good. And check out some great players, of course, that's the main idea. So. Yeah, cool. Such a good event. Awesome. Hopefully it can come to Sydney. Yeah, there's, there's, there's talk, so yeah, yeah. Like, I'm with you, I hope it gets up here too. That's right. Um, yeah, it could be awesome, yeah, cool. And that's your telly still sitting on the chair there. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Is that the, the old Roadborn Road Road series? Yeah. yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. Sound, yeah. Sounded great tonight in the jam, and that was really cool. Yeah. It's a different style of guitar for me. Again, trying to do different things, you know, getting away from the. Not just playing rock stuff and, mm-hmm. and trying different things, cleaning up the sound and, yeah. Yeah, and trying to learn the instrument, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, continuing to do so. Awesome. So, after, after a few, fair few years at it. <laughs> Oh, mate, like all of us, I reckon. We never stop learning, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yep, yep. Cool. And that's the beauty when you talk to a great player like uh, like Michael tonight. And yeah. they, they, they all say the same thing like that. They, they continue to learn as well. And to, to have the knowledge shared, it's great. Yeah, cool. Awesome. Mate, very good, very nice to meet you. And um, Likewise. might say nothing like this or the Sydney Guitar Show. Yes. Yes, please, please. Awesome. It'd be fantastic. Thanks, Brendan. Good on you, mate. Thank you. It was so great catching up with those guys. Uh, to meet those guys, this man, cool dudes, just into guitar playing and, and wanting to stretch it out. And you know what? I'm totally on board with what they were saying. I was um, I was totally in the same boat. I was soaking it up, man, as uh, Michael was playing through through the class and, and getting us to, to to jam along. And and um, yeah, it's it's cool. You know, there's. It's one thing to learn songs and learn parts. That's great. It's another thing to work on your sounds. You know, great man. That that's cool. But to to really work on your technique and and really developing your voice is another thing altogether. And I'm uh, yeah, just really inspired to jump into that. As were the rest of my fellow clinic attenders. So good. All right. So as promised, um, here is my discussion now with Charles Cilia and Michael Dolce. All right, so I'm here with Charles Cilia and Michael Dolce, and uh, the workshop's just cleared out. Uh, it's been a great night. We've taught some of the players, as you've heard already, um, and great to have these guys. Charles, thanks. You've been so such a generous host tonight. There've been people oh. hanging around half the night. It's uh, it's always good to have new people come in with Michael, and it's always great to have Michael at the workshop. So, yeah, it's not really that much of a hassle. Cool. So, how long have you guys been working together? I think uh, 1997. Sounds about right. It was the first year, like when Mark, Michael had a mullet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't talk. <laughs> yeah, 1997, I think Michael came through my workshop. He was my second ever customer. So. Really? Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I was just talking to Michael, and I, remember, I know that guitar, it's the kind of had a Music Man kind of Did. vibe. Did. Michael originally brought me a Music Man, was it a Luke at the model? Luke. And music said, man, I Luke. like this vibe, but I hate the guitar. Uh-huh. What can you do? Can you make it sound? I was like, yeah, okay, I'll have a go. And uh, yeah, Michael's my second customer, so... Wow. Yeah. Awesome. And was he... He's one of your signature artists? Sure is, yeah. 
Great. And um, in we spoke to Michael in our first two episodes, actually, of the podcast, but is there anything about his guitar you'd want to tell us about? Yeah, there's a lot of really unique things. I think, um, I guess, uh, the way that I build guitars is not like everyone else. It's not a big company here, and... You know, it's not about just finding someone and giving them a guitar. The reason why I, you know, I love having Michael on the roster is because I believe in Michael, and Michael's been with me, so he's part of the family here. You know, so um, I think the relationship's been great because um, he's been able to show me lots of things over 20 years, and I've been hopefully I've been able to show him some things. And whenever I come up with something and I think it's going to work for him, I'll always tell him. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly the guitar, the Harlequin model that he's using was something that uh, I was doing a lot of experimentation in the early 2000s, and when I came up with um, with the feel and how organic and responsive that guitar was, I instantly thought of Michael and I called him up and made him come over and try it out. Yeah, that was that was crazy. And I think I might have mentioned it in our interview. Yeah. About that that time when he called me up to go and pick it up. Oh, not pick it up, just try it. Yeah. And I wasn't into that shape, you know, the traditional nah. sort of shape. I didn't yeah. like that, you know, because I was more of a trem guy or a, yeah, sure. You know, the um. Yeah, so basically when I tried it out, because I was so into like flatter radius boards and stuff yeah. like this, and this yeah. has got more of a nine and a half inch sort of radius to it. Um, so straight away it didn't turn me off because I was like, nah, you know, I want to be able to do the things on it. Yeah, I think I, I forced you to take it. Yeah, you did. You did. <laughs> I think I, because I, yeah. the way Michael plays, it's such so, uh, so touch, he's got an incredible touch and you really want to hear all those subtleties in his playing and I, I think when I heard him play that guitar I was like dude this is for you and I don't even think you believed it but I, no, I think well, I, made a, I made you take it home well you did and then I took it home that day and as soon as I got it home and I plugged it through my rig I was like wow okay this is crazy mm-hmm. because I don't really have to use that much gain mm-hmm. and everything's just popping you know it sounds so percussive and I was I was getting excited because it almost, and I'm not even kidding you when I say, I had the guitar for like, the first day I got it, I actually wrote a song on it, which was the one, one of the songs that appeared on my album, Frankie Boy, and I'd wrote, written about two minutes of the song and then extended it when, once I got the album going. But from that point when I got it, I'm not even kidding you, I'd like, my playing changed to suit the guitar because it was so responsive. I didn't, do a, I didn't have to do as much as I was doing previously on my other guitars. Which was weird. So my playing moulded to the guitar. And that's what it is. And I just fell in love with it. And I thought, you know what? No one's playing this, these style of guitars and doing that sort of thing. I mean, there was, there's a lot of guys that are doing it. You know, the Mike Stearns and, you know, Brett Garson had a, had a, had a Tele style um, ESP there for a bit. Mm-hmm. But this has got something, like this is, this guitar, like I said, the organic contents of the guitar. It's just... It speaks, you know, when you play. It's really because you would have heard it tonight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, on one of the guitars there. Um, yeah, crazy good. And my playing moulded to the guitar. It's weird. It should be the other way around, really. Yeah, but, yeah. But I made myself play to the guitar, which is, I don't know if that makes sense. No, I see, I, I see it a little bit differently. Yeah. I think the playing is um, generally within you. But yeah. if you can make, for me, if I can make a guitar that allows you to come out, Mm-hmm. then I think normal traditional instruments and the way they're made and how they respond, it actually suppresses your playing. So I think it was always been it was always in you, Michael. It's yeah. just it was suppressed under, you know, the other the other gear. I felt like guitars. I had to work not work harder on uh, any other guitars. I mean, because during my playing sort of, you know, journey, you know, I've had Ibanez's, you know, strats and all those mm-hmm. type of things. But I just I always felt like I never wanted to 
play anything. I mean, the Ibanez thing was my thing, you know, so that's what where it was for me because you can play that style, you know, on those guitars. Yeah. But I didn't realise how hard I was actually working on those yeah. guitars to because yeah. and it's it's weird. It might sound cliche, but yeah, it's they're really easy guitars to play, mm -hmm. and they do they sing, they sing, you know, and it's especially on my on the Harlequin, like they've got. That's why people even because we've got. Even the pickups, we've custom wound them for you know to bring out the timbers and the, and, the, and the punchiness of the guitar, you know, basically. And I think the combination between the two is what attracted me to the sound because you don't hear anything and they they've just got a fat sound to them, uh -huh. but it's still keeping that characteristic of the top end punch, but nice, you know, it's like a nice roll off. Yeah, you know, I, sonically, I, th I think that's um, hard to explain to you. With, the, with the pickups, I, I like to, you know, I really like to hear all the organicness of the wood and all the subtleties of your playing. You know when you play your electric guitar not plugged in, you know, it's it's very organic and it's really touch responsive and then you plug it into an amp and it changes. Sure. You know, I think with the boy we had with pickups is just trying to keep that same feel as when it's not plugged in but you're still coming through the amp. You know? It's weird because it almost really sounds like a microphone feel. to yeah, me. Yeah, that's all. The, the, yeah, that's how I see it. Is a pickup should just be like a great microphone. It shouldn't mm. colour. Like if we spend all the time building the guitar and making that sound great, we don't want a, you know, a crappy microphone to change the characteristics of the guitar you know so that's why they go hand in hand mate yeah awesome and you're, you're winding all those pickups here in we hands. are yeah we sort of started that's probably um um started winding pickups maybe 10 years ago because mm -hmm. I, I think there was some companies getting close but still not um i would build guitars and generally put pickups in and i wouldn't i would think that it could sound better or it sounded better um, unplugged than, you know, it didn't sound the same. So, yeah, we really went on that journey about 10 years ago to make all our own pickups. And, yeah, they're not really copies of anything. They're just what, what I hear. and They just allow the guitar to breathe and allow, really allow the player to get their own tone of their hands coming through rather than sounding compressed and squashed. Cool. Yeah. So Michael's guitar, um, it's got, like, the classic T-style pickup configuration. Yep. Well, on on... Yeah, on one of his on is that your main guitar now, the classic T, or are you using the one with the humbucker now? Both. So yeah, Michael's. <laughs> when you say Michael's switching. guitar, how many guitars yeah. are you up to now? Yeah. About twelve. No, about fourteen actually. <laughs> Michael has a great way of attaining guitars. Sometimes, sometimes I've probably built myself a guitar two or three times over the last ten years, and Michael borrows it and then calls me and says, "I'm going to buy this one." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm it's stuck always with no guitar. I've always had his first, you know, his, yeah. his first, his first born. I've always taken them. Yeah, it's always been the case. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Cool. But with the um, sorry, just to get back. So with the MD Harlequin, that, yep. that's like the two single coils. Yes. But yes. You're so doing something cool with the noise cancelling. Yeah. So we've got we've teamed up with uh, Illich from Illich Electronics in the US, and he has a noise cancelling coil that we've been using for probably twelve years, and uh -huh. we've he's been custom making that for us for about the last four or five years now. So just tweaking it just to suit our pickups and our guitars exactly and it's a it's just a it's a coil that um it's not really a dummy coil it's a coil that takes a 60 cycle hum away without changing the tone or the feel okay. of your single coil it's like the holy grail yeah of what you yeah. want from a single coil but i think people don't believe that it exists so they don't even bother trying it, but it is that good yeah so when you say holy grail you'd like you want all the sparkle yep. everything about it just not the 60 cycle hum. Just not the noise. Yeah. yeah absolutely cool so tonight you're playing yeah, it had the humbucker, humbucker in a different yeah. kind of flavour. Yeah, which is a new addition to the family, <laughs> another one. And yeah, we and, we, and the, actually the radius is slightly bit different to... Yeah, a little bit flatter. We went a bit flatter, 12-inch yep. radius on it. 
Um, Rosewood Board. Yeah, Rosewood Board. Um, and the Humbucker, you know. One of the uh, custom wound humbuckers. Beautiful. Can't, yeah. can't, can't go wrong. Nice. Still gives that spank, percussive texture that I love. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah. And you're running a new amp? Running a new amp. Well, actually, you, mentioned, you spoke about this a little bit in, in our first podcast. Um, yep. Man, so good to hear it in the flesh. Sounds amazing. Yeah, it's an incredible amp. Um, DCA, diamond cut amps. Um, friend of mine, Rich Sanford, as I mentioned in our interview, we basically got them ready to go now. Just waiting for the uh, the head shells to roll in, and we'll be in production. And it's it's a great head. Like can't complain. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Fantastic. We'll keep looking out for that. Now. Yeah. Thanks. thanks so, yeah. Sounds sound fantastic tonight. Thanks, buddy. Hey, you guys are heading down to Melbourne for the Melbourne Guitar Show this weekend. Yeah, we sure are. It should be a great show. It was a great turnout last year. I think it's something that the Australian guitar community needs you know we don't really have uh, really too many things for you know big shows like this and last year was fantastic I think they had 6,000 people over two days and I think um, just exhibitor attendance is up by about 60% this year so you know if uh, if attendance is up like that that'll be great and yeah hopefully uh, Rob if you're listening you can bring it to Sydney soon as well yeah yeah Rob <laughs> we, we spoke to Rob um, oh, a little while ago, we had Rob on talking about the show. Yeah. yeah. And he, he hinted Sydney might be a thing. He's so. a great guy. You're a great guy, but you'll be a better guy if you bring it to Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. So what um, what are you going to be up to at the show, Michael? Um, I've got a couple of master classes outside of the show mm-hmm. happening in Melbourne, and I'll be doing some playing on the silly stand. I'll be there, you know, talking to people, doing a lot of playing, and, you know, just doing the thing, doing the hang. Cool. You know, looking forward. It's been a long time coming. So I couldn't make last year, unfortunately, because I was still on the show. But, um, yeah, just dying to get down there, you know, do it. You know, show people what, what our guitars are all about, you know. Yeah, awesome. That's it. So good. Hey, um, tonight was awesome being in the, in the master class. It was really inspiring. Thanks, um, man. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about, about that one coming up in Melbourne? Yeah, so basically, you know, same sort of concept. Funk Fusion, the one called Vamp thing, yeah. you know, taking easy concepts and applying to your playing. Um, you know, nothing groundbreaking in the sense of, you know, what, what's required, but I think um, my approach is a little bit sort of unorthodox, you know, a bit left, left field, mm-hmm. um, you know, because I came from a non-educated, <laughs> you know, background when it came to music. I was sort of self-taught most of it, and... And that's the way I like teaching it too, you know, because I find the most important thing for me is the music should come first and then, you know, if you want to know what it's all about and you want to analyse, you can do that in your own time. Sure. You know, but for me it's always been about the playing side and that's how I, you know, teach my classes, you know, and the guys that come to it and, and hopefully people get something out of it, you know. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I loved it. Um, some of the concepts are really simple, really yeah. simple, but you could just spend your whole life yeah. making them sound great. And that's and like I said, you know, and I say to the guys in the classes, for me it's all about keeping it simple and you know, I don't like to over analyse things. I like to come up with my own little formulas that involve just a one step sort of theory, you know, formula behind it. You know, with you know, we're talking about melodic minors and stuff like that, you know, just yeah, yeah. simple concepts like yeah. that, you know, it's supposed to 
you know, it's all about, for me, it's always been about creating the music as quick as I possibly can. Yeah. You know, and if, it, if there's little shortcuts that you can take, mate, I'm all for it. Yeah. You know? Awesome. And that's, that's what it's all about. Yeah. yeah, cool. So people interested in the Melbourne um, class, how, how do they get into that? Yeah, okay. So basically, I mean, they can visit my website and purchase a seat through my website. Okay. You know, Facebook me, message me, email me, whatever you like. Yeah. Um, the Melbourne class, one of the Melbourne classes is almost full. There's only two spots remaining in that one. Um, but we're doing another class out at uh, Polytechnic uh, School, uni or college, whatever it is, I'm not too sure. Um, there's another one happening there on the Wednesday, the 10th Great. of August, which is the weekend after Cool. the show. So michaeldolchimusic.com. .au. .au. No, actually, cut. <laughs> <laughs> com. Gotcha. <laughs> nice, nice. And um, we've been like keep it, Charles, because you're still assembling your your stall for this for is minute. true. Yeah. Last which, minute, which looks crazy. I had a bit of a sneak peek. Looks awesome. Um, what have you got on after the show? Are you working on any new models? Um, yeah, we're constantly working on new stuff and new concepts and things. So that's pretty much what takes up our day every day. Yeah. It's just pushing it forward, you know, every day. You know, so there's always new things coming through. I've yeah. ha- been hassling him for how many years now? I want an acoustic. <laughs> it's coming at some point. I want a new baby. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much, Mike. Thanks for inviting me here. Thank and you, Matt. It's a pleasure having you too. Thank you, Matt. Cheers. And Charles, thanks for hosting us. No problems at all, Matt. Thank you. So there you go. It was really great catching up with Michael and Charles after the after the clinic. And... Um, yeah, hearing a little bit more about uh, what's coming up. So, hey, listen, if you're in Melbourne, you've really got to get to the Melbourne Guitar Show this weekend, the 6th and the 7th of August. Um, also, Michael's masterclasses in, uh, down in Melbourne. He's got a couple coming up, as you heard. Check his website out for details. Can I also encourage you to check out Cilia Guitars? Check out their website, or if you're in Sydney, uh, come and come and see the guys there. Um, Charles, not only one of the nice guys of rock and roll, but an absolute artist when it comes to building instruments. All right then, you've been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. Now remember, you can get much more of the Guitar Speak podcast at iTunes or Stitcher or GuitarSpeakPodcast.libson. Dot com. We've got all our past episodes there, including, as I mentioned, our very first episodes were uh, a double episode, actually, with Michael Dolce. So we find out a lot more about his uh, his career and his technique and his Charles Silly guitars and all that stuff. So, yeah, really cool. And heaps of other fantastic guitar players from here in Australia and all around the world. Hey, we're also on Facebook and Instagram, so you can say hello to us there. Or if you want to drop us an email, guitarspeakpodcast at gmail.com. All right, I've got to go and do some practice. (laughs) It's time to go. Thanks for joining me so much, and I will catch you next week on the Guitar Speak Podcast. Bye now.